And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. The Triforce Podcast. That same guy. It's not the right. He you looks know. just like the other guy. You know, I never thought I was living with a Wookieist. Look, all Gungans aren't bad. Just Jar Jar. Wait, just an A yeah. Green Lantern. You can file a form, and we'll see who we can yeah. send. Yeah, it's a whole Lantern core. We'll give you one of them. Look at, I cannot cook without burning myself. Okay. I mean, you can wear gloves. Gloves work, too. They have really thin... What would a glove have done for this? I mean, it could have protected you. That's what a glove is for. It's to protect your hands. Which is a handy... Oven oven gloves. It's fine. It's down here. You know what? (laughs) Vader might not have lost his, uh, his arms if he had good gloves. Yeah. If he had a nice pair of gloves, on his legs too, huh? Well, I mean, then he just needed a better pair of galoshes. Crocs, and that's Crocs. that's the way I'm sticking with it. And welcome, Purjangers and Wallhangers fans, <laughs> or as we call you, Walljangers. This is a Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast, podcast number one twenty four, and we welcome you I all think here. I broke Katarina, that one. Yeah, man. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. To my lefts are Link, Diablo Hero of Time, Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother, and in the quarantine box we have Catalina Themyscira, or Catalina Gogugu, and Christopher Bristow, the old man. I thought of that one really long and hard, and I was like, ah, that was it! That was it! No. Catalina Gogugu. What is Gogugu? Go Google Google. Go Google Google. Are you talking about my dad? Yes. One punch. Go Google. <laughs> One punch. One punch. So, um, that's where I was going with it. Not too, not too clean, keen of a nickname there. We're working on it, but we want everybody to go over pjnwh.com where you can find all of our greatest promos, uh, including yesterday's lug nuts, which is peacock chairs and mattress roof. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud man, of that one. Man, I'm so glad we started naming these podcasts. What was the first one we did? Was what? Dead Pony Rides? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. One of the, one of the yeah. I mean, Dead technically, you could one. consider the the first one that we really named was Yes, We Are Recording. Because we did like three quarters of the podcast without knowing that the portable podcaster wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> But and then we did the whole thing again. So we called it Yes, We Were Recording. So I guess that's really where it derives from. Because I gave it like Matt Man, New Year's Eve cast, simple shit like that. But we really kind of came into our own. Really, I would say after, uh, yeah, after Yes, We Were Recording, we started giving funny names yeah. to them. It wasn't until I started editing, I started mixing shit together. Like well, I, last I week's the Star Wars podcast, me. Nintendo is always watching Iron Kelly. <laughs> yeah. See, we should we Just should get a picture of Kelly saying he, he, we're waiting for your challenge and have the the Mike Tyson's punch out code underneath it. That would be awesome. You know what? I'm really hoping Iron Kelly joins this podcast because I already know his answer to today's verses segment, which is. Exosuit 
verses, but we'll get into more of that later. And you can find all of our stuff here. You can also contact the team over here and let us know your name, your message, and your email. Find us on all social medias, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, where we post daily for that. And, of course, we start off this podcast the same uh, same way every damn week. Tonight, hope is not lost for Snyder. Three Spider-Men, one movie. Ahsoka and Friends. Epic's realistic, unreal engine. And Iron Man Blasters, all on tonight's Triforce podcast. So, of course, we start Came off... Came out of nowhere, yeah, we start off the news with this one, which we uh, reported on Project Luminous, which is Star Wars's uh, next phase in comics and novels, eventually spilling over to other stuff in the franchise. So we they announced their Phase One, which is the High Republic, uh, Light of the Jedi by Charles Scholl. Uh, Poe Dameron and Rise of Kylo Ren series he worked on. Release date is August 25th, 2020. Uh, 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace in the era of, of the High Glorious Republic, the noble and wise Jedi Knights must face frightening and threat, uh, frightening threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. Uh, uh, Star Wars The High Republic Test of Courage uh, by Justina Ireland of Lando's Luck and Spark of the Resistance. The release date for that one is September 8th, 2020, uh, where a transport ship is abruptly kicked out of hyperspace as part of a galaxy-wide disaster. Newly minted teen Jedi Vestra Rowe, a young Padawan, an audacious tech kid, and the son of an ambassador are stranded on a jungle moon where they must work together to survive both the dangerous terrain and hidden dangers lurking in the shadows. Um, High Republic Into the Dark uh, by Claudia Gray of Bloodline and Princess Leia of Alderaan and Lost Stars. That one's releasing October 13th, 2020. Um, And here... I gotta go through all of them, but uh, the High Republic Adventures. This is the the comic that they're going with Marvel. So Marvel's going to be releasing a High Republic comic, and these are just you know some of the ones into the dark. Um, a lot of, and you can kind of get where they're going here. Obviously, Test of Courage, more along the lines of the young adults and the light novels, as well as the Star Wars Adventures here. But you can still get a lot of lore, and I think we're about to get a lot of stuff Star Wars out of this High Republic, and I hope that it trickles down into the um, actual movies and you know animated series and stuff like that, especially if you get Dave Filoni on something like that. I think that, that could mean good things. There's Chewie in the background. <coughs> still there. Well, that's a, a different... <laughs> A different oh, look. It's not the same guy. It's not the right. He looks just like the other guy. You know, I never thought I was living with a Wookieist. They're all covered in hair. How do you tell him? How do you tell him apart? That's exactly you what a Wookiee waited for that say. one all day. I did, <laughs> but weeks <laughs> for that one. Oh yeah, I've been planning that one for a while. So I have to ask. Wookieist, come on! I just made a word. <laughs> Dude, uh, our podcast name is a word. We dude, made up all words. things are words. All things are yes. made up words. All, all, they're all made up words. All um, words are made up words. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you are you going to 
are you intrigued? Do you are you going to enjoy it? What do you think? I think I, I like the way they're going, especially with the Jodie Whittaker esque kind of Jedi here with the green saber. And there's a lot of stuff going around Star Wars there, especially with like the Sith that have been put into canon. And there's it, it, they can go really any way. And there's a lot of information that's bubbling out. So you mean you to tell me that it. Kathleen Kennedy is actually backstepping and retconning a lot of stuff? Yeah, she is, man. Especially with Clone Wars, which, Katarina, you finished Season 7. And, I did. And, and I what do you think of retcons? I don't have a problem with them. They all work fluidly. I'm sorry? They all work fluidly. All of all of the things that they change, they go well with the story, but it's not enough to say, like, oh, you ruined everything! It's, oh, no, you just kind of smoothed that out. You know, you polished it up a bit. Well, it makes... It, by not buying the books uh, or making them part of the canon, they've allowed themselves to cherry-pick. Mm-hmm. And with the space in between, you know, the original and then the prequels and then these, you have some wiggle room. So, yeah, they retcon some things, but I don't think that they made anything worse by doing it. Right. And especially, like, where they're, what they're doing here with the High Republic. It's an area we haven't seen explored. We've seen the Old Republic, and we've heard about the High Republic, because this is obviously within the time of Yoda. He was 900 at the end of Phantom Menace. This, or you know, He was probably about, like, maybe in the high eights around Phantom Menace, right? Then, around here, be like, you know, what, 600-ish? That's 700-ish? That's, that's, he's still around. He's probably still Spry Jedi. Then his teens... <laughs> Well, maybe middle aged. We haven't. We I know would say at middle fifty, aged he's now. still a baby. <laughs> maybe it's like Yoda yeah. has like a red Corvette, and he's like, "Fuck the Force." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda's got Yaddle in the side seat. They're making baby Yoda. They're like, "Oh, spreading the Force, we are." <laughs> One thing I really liked about the Clone Wars is you really got the gravity of Order sixty six. Yeah. Even with like the clone troopers, because they had each developed such strong personalities and backgrounds, and you yeah. actually cared about them. It humanized and the clones. Absolutely. Where when the prequel trilogy came out, you thought, ah, stormtroopers, clones, yeah, the same thing. Clone Wars did, and this was a series to where, like Dave Filoni said in the behind the scenes on Mandalorian, he's like, Clone Wars, didn't you guys do that? The animated thing. Like, nah, we're doing some CG, and we're doing this other stuff. And that w- that's what brought him on. And he really added to that story, especially with Yoda and how he met Qui-Gon and how to, uh, you know, live on in the Force and making that part of the lineage of how only some Jedi are able to be Force ghosts. And it explains everything. And the way they just weave everything, like an expert, you know, you know knitter, and it's amazing. It, did did he Bob Ross that stuff? He did. He put happy okay. little trees in there, man. They're happy mistakes. Happy, happy mistakes. Them, happy well, let me mistakes. tell you, at the end of that episode, I literally just kind of sat there. Yeah, you need a minute. You I need did. Minute. I, need, I needed a minute. It really emphasizes Order 66, but it also how Ahsoka deals with Order 66 and they really did Darth Maul justice in the last two episodes. 
He has some badass scenes. I'm not going to say anymore, but those last two episodes are why you watch Clone Wars. The whole yeah, series. Yeah, and even too. like the uh, the levity of what it meant for the Jedi's was being wiped out. Like you knew the Jedi's were wiped out, but you really didn't know the Jedi's um, in, in anything more than the abstract originally. And now it's just mm-hmm. you felt the, the weight of it from all sides. You've and gotten the, the backstories on you know Master Plo and all the other Jedi that just kind of make a backdrop in the movie. But right. it gives more of a depth to all of the characters in the prequel, and that was really the goal of it. And that, and rewatching the prequels, I went through the whole Star Wars run and re- rewatched them all. And especially after watching Clone Wars, I really had a newfound respect for the prequel series, at least the last two. I, I believe I, I do. The first that. one, Anakin's a so. whiny bitch, and there's nothing you can do about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Besides that. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are badass with that, you know, battle with Darth Maul. The sky, you know, space battles are dope. Whatever. Pick what you like from the first one. Second and third are bad. The Boo and the Gungans. Yeah. I mean. It's beautiful. Look, all Gungans aren't bad. Just Jar Jar. (laughs) So, Matt, so with that being said, I I have to drop off early. But I think you meant to say. The force is fucked. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. With that, is. with that, sir, happy birthday Thank tomorrow. You very much. Adios. Adios, Bye. man. So we have here um, Naruto. The live-action movie has been rumored and actually confirmed by the series creator that they are working on it. But new thing hit Patreon. Daniel RPK of Industry Break. Uh, industry scooper he put it out on patreon that there are a couple different roles that they're looking for um the actual thing shared here is a casting call the information on the film is circulating around on who they're looking for they're looking for a couple main characters uh some teachers and villains they are looking for three leads Two male, one female, obviously Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. Uh, high school-aged Asian teen guys at the Ninja Academy. So, they're keeping it traditional to the anime, which I like. Uh, two instructors support unknown Asian academic instructors. So, you know, probably some of the beginning people, they're just trying to get a trailer together, something like that. Uh, supported it on. You know, supporting villain, unknown Asian actors. So they're not going to whitewash it. They kind of realize where this source material is coming from. And I think that's really the only way that you're going to do a live-action Naruto any kind of justice. So, it's on the way. No information on a release date or any kind of word on when they're even going to begin filming. But uh, just the the actual acknowledgement that they're not going to keep doing the same mistake that other live adaptations make it's a big thing, and it's a big step towards, uh, you know, maybe getting that Iron Man out of the bunch. Well, at least knowing where the other people screwed up and not doing that is a nice step in the right direction. Exactly. At least you're aiming in the right direction. Yeah, don't follow you Full Metal fall Alchemist, and you'll be fine. A lot of a lot like these guys. Somebody thought this show was falling off the edge of a cliff. But DC's canceled Swamp Thing show is coming to the CW. Did you get to watch any of this, Cause you, Katarina? Because you said yes, you are a been. DC subscriber there. Yes. I what did you think of the season? Because they're going to be re-airing the, se- the first season only. 
They haven't confirmed or denied whether they're going to go forward with the second season. They probably want to see how it's going to do on the network with the CW. Yeah, I think that it just, a lot of people don't have that app. Um, I got it when it was the, well, the person that I used the password for. Got it Mm -hmm. when you did like the early bird where you buy it for like a year and four months. Yeah. Um, So, binge watched it. It was amazing it was so beautifully done but we know why it was canceled because of you know um where they were filming that they weren't getting the tax break anymore so they they couldn't afford to keep going well that and just the sheer the amount of money that they were gonna have to spend just to keep that indoor swamp preserved for when they're gonna film again right did you watch they did it all indoors I didn't watch it. I'm, I am looking forward to it, especially if it's coming out on CW. It's, it's amazingly done. Yeah. It really. So I'm not at all surprised that the budget was completely blown out on this because they were expecting to get all these kickbacks and all of this, and, and it didn't happen. When this came um, out, you had what? You had Titans, and you had Swamp Thing. And I think by Swamp Thing, they're when they're looking to make Doom Patrol, they're like, oh, shit, dude, we kind of really blew the budget here on that last one. we got to skip it back here a bit. And then they realized how much this stuff cost to make, but they did but, it right. Oh, they absolutely did it right. It's beautifully done. The effects are amazing, and I just don't think that it got the audience that yeah. it could have on, on that app. Like, had it been on Netflix or something where you have a much broader viewing audience, I don't think a second season would have been in question. Um, <coughs> hopefully, it would have been immediately, immediately ordered. It buzz, you know, that it... And then from CW, is it going to jump to Netflix, or is it just going to be on CW? See, I don't know, man, because that all depends. Still with Netflix, like I, I don't know how that. I think the CW still has that deal with Netflix, but then you also have HBO with the HBO Max. They have like Rick and Morty's going to be on there. They have a lot of different stuff going coming to HBO Max. Do they eventually? Are they just testing this out? Are they because? Most people are thinking that DC app is going to last maybe like a year or two, and then it's going to phase out. And depending on how uh, Green Lantern core series that's going on at HBO Max and the Justice League Dark series go, depending on how they get received, maybe they just bring everything DC over to HBO Max and they still give these series the chance to live on. Because we've seen other streaming giants pick up a show that got canceled and run with it and have huge success. So it still could just be one of those Arrowverse shows that just pops on to Netflix when they're done. And then yeah. you get your season in the fall. And the first season is going to be restreaming this fall. I know that HBO has the money to put on good product, but I kind of wish that that deal had been made with Netflix as opposed to um, HBO just because more people have Netflix. And um, one thing I've always said about DC is their shows, their animated especially, always is up to a higher standard than what we're seeing in the cinemas. And um, I think that if it had a broader or audience, yeah, maybe they put a little bit more care into the of what they're putting on the big screen. Aside mm-hmm. from, of course, Lady Diana. I honestly think a lot like what uh, Disney's doing with Marvel. They're bringing everything in to one house for their superheroes. I think you kind of need to do that if you want full continuity. Now, here's the thing. They already had the big crossover with Azera Miller and Grant Gustinson in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. So 
you can have that, especially because Arrowverse is more, you know, it's more kitty-based focused. It's more, you know, family-friendly and tongue-in-cheek. It's not really as dark as, like, the movie cinema. Absolutely. That's where you get off with HBO, though, and the DC app, where I would see Titans eventually go into, like, HBO Max. Because it was already rumored that they were going to go to Netflix after they were done their first season, but it didn't happen. Well, like how they did, you know, the Marvel shows on Netflix, you can go darker there. Um, and I have nothing against HBO. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't have HBO. But I do have Netflix, so of course I want to see somewhere where I can easily watch it. One thing they also did here with Swamp Thing is they released this new trailer. It's coming 2020, and, you know, you got to see uh, where they're going with this. This CW president, Mark Pedrowitz, says that it's just the first season for now, but for now is better than nothing. So and we got to see how that goes. they don't supernatural anymore, so they need to fill that gap with something. Well, yeah, because they just ended um, Arrow. Supernatural. And oh yeah, and, and Arrow, Arrow and, and the Lost Supernatural. They have Superman Lois coming, so we'll have to see that. One thing that may be coming that fans never thought would come is this next story: the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Well, it may just be released in some way, shape, or form. After all, so the hope is not lost for the Snyder Cut. This release is reported by Heroic Hollywood uh, that fans may still yet get to see this release, but not in theaters. So... Like DVD or an extended cut? Yeah, Snyder has said that essentially um, he had a screening with well, a report said that he had a screening with WB and DC executives in the first quarter of January 2020, and one person close to that meeting said that something is happening with the Snyder Cut. Oh, okay. Something. Something <laughs> is happening. Now, the release to Snyder Cut movement raised $150,000 for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. That is a noteworthy thing in and of itself, just raising money for that. But... It just goes to show how much fans want to see this movie. Kevin Smith has also been cited as saying that he thinks that it's not it's doesn't have visual effects or anything like that, but it's still in a watchable form for screening wise. So they're thinking maybe you get some kind of uh, like a fan sh- a fan screening or even a video on demand release, mm-hmm. but. Any kind of, even if you have like a fan screening, some bootlegger's going to be in there. Yeah. They, they get in somehow. Several of them. If all of all them. Of them. They, they always get in there. Especially if like, now you promise, I promise to give this to my friend Pedro and a, a off-site VPN who will upload this and not, it will not be linked to me in any way. But everybody will get to see it. I'm hoping for you, Pedro. <laughs> I want to see the prequel cut from, um, what's his name, from that 70s show. That allegedly exists. Which guy? Do you know what I mean? Topher Grace. What was made of, be? of the prequels of the Star Wars prequels? That's supposed to be pretty Who's amazing. It? Like he took Anakin? the three and condensed them. Mm. Of, you and it allegedly exists somewhere 
it was floating out there for a while, but I missed it. But it was a long time ago. How long well, ago? Since kind of like the Nicolas Cage Superman footage of the test testing of him with the long hair and shit like that. People didn't right. think it existed, but then it did. To where it, this may yeah, show up. Existing, you just can't find it anymore. And but apparently, he- Dark Side was going to be a lot bigger part of all five movies, and that. It was going to have not only Steppenwolf, but Dreg, who was kind of like the King Torturer on uh, Darkseid's planet. So there was supposed to be that. And in the initial uh, film trailer, you hear Steppenwolf say, there's no Kryptonians, there's no Lanterns. He's essentially saying it to that other character who never made it into the film. And at the end, instead of Wonder Woman getting taken out, she was supposed to chop off Steppenwolf's head. His head was supposed to roll into a boom tube, and Darkseid was supposed to look at it and squish it with his foot. Then they would have had the Empire Strikes Back for the middle movie to where they couldn't stop him, and which caused the Batman Doomsday Dream. And then they sent Flashback to save Lois Lane from being killed so Superman doesn't get all crazy and hopeless. And that was going to be the movie. I still would have liked that, but I see why they didn't do it. It it sounds too much like we've already seen. Yeah. But one thing that you were asking is who was going to who was alluding to they were going to be uh, the Martian Manhunter in that movie, and that was going to be General Swan uh, Swanwick. He was going to be the Martian Manhunter, John Jones. Oh, and guy. he was also going to pretend to be Martha Kent at the end of the movie and switch back into General Swanwick. So that's where they were just kind of teasing in that movie. And they were also going to have a Green Lantern. They didn't say it was going to be Hal Jordan, you know, John Stewart, or Guy Gardner, or even, you know, or Kyle Katarn. They just said a that, Green Lantern. You can file a form, and we'll see who we can yeah. send. Yeah, it's a whole it Lantern core. We'll give you one of them. Yo, Kilowog, I would up. love to see him show up. He would fuck shit up over there. <laughs> oh, Kilowog in the comics is a beast. But <laughs> the sequels would have been great. But there's still hope to see Darkseid. Because it says here that uh, Ava DuVernay... And Tom King are working on a New Gods movie. So, in New Gods are... You had Planet Darkseid and you had uh, the planet with the New Gods. And, essentially, they're at war with each other. And there was a whole long comic line with it. Fan favorite. And a lot of people are really hoping for uh, people like uh, Bard of the Furies and Granny Goodness okay. to show up as well as uh, Queen of the Bugs on New Genesis, but it's essentially a story about New Genesis versus Dark Side. Light versus Dark. Where would they have ever thought that up? But Well, if they do it right, it could be good. There's still a lot of hope in DC, I think is kind of my overall theme for these stories here, like this next story, because CW always has a crossover, we love the crossover, like Katarina. I'm sure you loved the Crisis on Infinite Earths just as much as I did with all the Easter eggs and specialties that were in there. But you can also see where they're going with this one because this next um, this next crossover is going to be focused mainly on Batwoman and Superman. Because obviously, 
They have their seventh series, Superman and Lois, coming out in 2021. As soon as production uh, resumes, they'll be working on that show, which I'm I'm full on ready for another Superman movie or series. But do, you already have Supergirl. You're kind of right. double dipping on the supers, you know. You're going back to that well. That's why I respect uh, Batwoman because in this CW universe, when that series starts off. Batman was gone. Gotham was in fucking disarray. It was shit, and she came in like, yo, turns out my fucking cousin was was Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne was Batman. Spoilers. And... I know. I know. I know. I shouldn't have said anything. It was supposed to be a secret. And then she takes on the mantle of Batwoman, and that is a good story. You don't have a Batman. I gave you a Batwoman, but she's badass. All right, CW. Let's see where you go with this one. So if that one gets over to Netflix, I'm definitely going to watch that CW Batwoman. But Superman, I like the guy's Superman. I think he does a good job. I just, I don't think we need that show right now, man. I agree. Give me Justice League. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> They've decided they're going to do this. Would cheaper. one of you fucking networks give me a traditional goddamn Justice League show? I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, you want that too much. Well, if you want that itch scratched, you're just going to have to go to the animated movie, Justice League uh, Apocalypse War, which a lot of people are raving on. And apparently, if only, the one reason you need to watch this is to watch John Constantine's romantic affair. And Darkseid. You see it for Darkseid, too. I just report the news, man. Okay. Uh... But... They're not ruling out Flash in this crossover because, especially if they think they're going to need him, they're going to keep on tapping into that well. So, well, as this alternate universe, or are they all now in the same universe? It's all one. It's just Earth One. Okay. Where's my mind right now? Yeah, it's, but um, yeah, it's Earth One. <laughs> they have Black Lightning, and everybody's all in the same thing. And I presume that that would mean that Swamp Thing would now be in that same universe as well. I have where I was going with this. Are they going to keep everything that they're... Well, they're only taking Swamp Thing from the DC app, right? Nothing else? Yeah, they're not doing anything with it. They're just re-airing it. But, like, if you go to, like, 2021, they have cons going on. Like, is Swamp Thing really part of the universe? They could just say, yeah, sure he is. There you go. It was just a simple answer to that. Hey, CW. And then... He gets a season two. Boom. You add him into the whole universe. Is John Diggle going to get his show now? <laughs> but I really like what they did with the Berlanti universe, which they should really call because Greg Berlanti was a huge part of it. But I would also like to see this next story because all three Spider-Man live-action actors are reportedly in talks for a live-action Spider-Verse movie. So, uh, producer Chris Miller revealed that the idea was originally pitched at Sony as a post-credit scene. Mm -hmm. It's like a little sting. (laughs) Ha-ha, gotcha. But they said it was too early. Which I agree. That would have been too too early. It would have just given everybody blue balls. But they also (laughs) said that now that the three actors are in talks with the studio to come back. Now, it also says here in the uh, article that Tobey Maguire has not acted since 2014. 
he went on a hiatus with acting, and there's no end in sight with that. I still think there's also rumors that Nicolas Cage may be tapped to play a Spider-Man noir live action. So, really, you give me Nick Cage, Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield. Give me a Miles Morales, and that'll be my Spider-Man. I don't need anything else. Give me the Japanese Spider-Man as well on top of that. That's a fucking movie. No Spider-Pig. No deal. <laughs> I know you're still holding out for Spider-Pig. I like Spider-Pig. <laughs> but to be animated. He needs to be animated. I really want Tobey Maguire to come out of retirement for this one. And Spider-Pig. Stop trying to fight Trump or get his head out of his ass or whatever that least doing. Yeah, but... I, I really think uh, all the fans just want this Spider-Verse movie. You give me Madam Web just bringing all these heroes together, and that'll be the movie that everybody wants. You could even have, um, uh, what's-her-face? She played Hella. Kate Blanchett. You could even have her do Ma- uh, be Madam Web. Oh, she'd be awesome. Yeah. Just came off the top of my head, too. Like this story. Ahsoka yeah. Tano. We love her. We all uh-huh. love her. Especially after that last episode of the Clone Wars. Have uh, you um, watched Rebels? Yes. I'm not caught up with Rebels. I just started Rebels. I'm still on season one. So, with Rebels, this is where they're thinking that this Ahsoka Tano TV show is going to go. Because she's coming to Disney Plus, reportedly. The show's right, in the works. Rosario Dawson. As Rosario Dawson, yeah. And here's the thing that's kind of the slight... The woman who played uh, Bo-Katan in Rebels and Clone Wars is... Yeah, Katie Sacks. Yeah, she's going to play Bo-Katan in the show and on Mando Season 2. And then you're also going to have Sabine Wren of Rebels coming back, as well as Hela, Drax, and uh, their droid. Forget his name right now. It's actually written in here. But we're getting a real... Rebels kind of spinoff because it's sequel, I would say, not spinoff, because it's after the events of season five. So maybe a Zara Bridger and, uh, you know, a, a bunch of different things to where they could go with this. But I see them skipping out of the Skywalker focus and saying, meanwhile, back on the ranch and having a whole other kind of fucking story with the Emperor. I think that would just blow minds out the side of their skulls if they're adding in all this stuff. And also, speaking of Mando, season season two of Mando, we reported last week, is also going to have Boba Fett. Well, not only is Boba Fett going to be in season two of Mando, they're also talking about giving him a show. Disney Plus is like Oprah right now. You get a show, and you get a show, and you get a show. Everybody gets a show. So you can have Boba Fett, Ahsoka. Now, some of these shows may never, ever see the light of day. I'm hoping Ahsoka Tano TV show does see the light of day because there's a lot of cool stuff that they can do. Sabine Wren, right there, was a really great uh, Mandalorian. Uh, Well, not like Mando Mandalorian because these Mandalorians apparently had no problem taking off their helmets. Taking off their helmets at every opportunity. <laughs> they were Spider-Man with that shit. Like, woo, man, that helmet. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's stuffy in there, right? She was a Mandalorian until she put the helmet back on. 
I'm oh, like, oh, hang on, you? I'm Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, hang on, my hat's not on. I'm not. I'm not Mandalorian now. I'm just Matt. Oh, but now, I'm Mandalorian, Matt Man. Yeah. But it also, um, these Mandalorians have much more playful personalities than yeah. so what far is we. Kids too, I mean, I like what John Favreau did with it. I also like if he kind of retcons that into Mando to where like Sabine never takes her mask off. Maybe it's like after Empire, after you know the Empire forms, nobody really takes their mask off because they know they could just get hunted and all that. So maybe there's a whole other angle that you can add into the story there. Now, one other name that they did throw out there is Timothy Oliphant. You've seen him in a bunch of movies, especially westerns. So why not hop into a space western? He's going to be hopping into Mando season two, and. Uh, both of the Ahsoka Tano uh, spinoff series, it's going to be overseen by Dave Filoni. I mean, he created he? like a bunch of those characters in you know both of the series. He was the you know main muckety muck in it. So yeah, you're getting the guy that helped create a lot of the you know stuff we love. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice. So um, wow, there's actually been a lot going on. That was chat. not a good. Holy shit. <laughs> I would normally read off all the stuff in the chat there, but man, I didn't. I, I, yeah, Chris has it. But for you uh, wrestling fans out there, uh, Katie Sackoff is going to be in there as Bo Katarn, but this woman right here, uh, Sasha Banks, she has been uh, brought on to Mandalorian season two, but they're thinking maybe that she's going to be Sabine Wren. I, I, I like that. I think she could pass this to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, she probably already got the bill for the hairdress. It's like, all right, whatever. (laughs) Just bill it to Sony. Or bill it to Disney. So, I'm really excited for that one. I really think that that's going to be a a great series that people aren't really necessarily looking for. A lot like this next story. Percy Jackson. We all know the movies. Like them or hate them. We all know it wasn't a, a true real look at the, the book series that a lot of fans beloved. And it's a five series book series about uh, a young boy. Essentially, we all know that the Greek gods couldn't keep it in their pants, and they love to have sex and infidelity with mortals. So this story is about a half-man, half-mortal son of Poseidon, who gets framed for stealing Zeus's lightning. And that's going to be the first season. And this guy, Rick Rorden, he was the author of the book series. He's going to be involved every step of the way with this Disney Plus series. Uh, both, uh, She only goes by the name of Becky. I don't know her last name. I'm assuming she works for Disney. Becky and Rick here are going to be involved in every step of the process, but Percy Jackson, if you don't know, is an amazing story to where they're taking Greek mythology and putting it in the modern time, and they're really kind of setting it apart from that while digging off of all the mythos. And it's a five-book series. I was looking into it. Um, You can grab the written books for about, like, the whole five for, like, they got bundles of them for, like, 25 bucks. So if you want to read up on that, before the series, they're going to be trying to stick with this traditionally as, like, with the story. The first season is going to be the first book, The Lightning Thief. I love that. And I, I love the movie, the first movie. I watched the second, and I thought it was okay. But I really want 
if it you can always tell if a show's going to be good when they say, "Look, we're basing this closer to the book." Like, oh, really? That's how you know it's going to be good. I always thought that these book series would translate better into a mini series or um, yeah, like or so a serial event to move in. But yeah, we have them all. Um, mm-hmm. This one, and then there's another offshoot that's more Egyptian gods. Uh, the I can't say his name. Record in books. They are all really good. So I'm excited, and I actually hope that this does so well that they do the other ones too, because the other ones are good too. I think just people's um, excitement over the books kind of mm-hmm. died down when the other ones came out. They just didn't get as popular. Yeah. Well, now you have Disney, and Disney's just like, oh, you have a a nice thick mythos. A lot of books, a lot of fans. Come on over. Come on here. Come here, bud. Come on over. Bring it on over to the Disney couch. We got a spot for you. Way more Camp Half-Blood stuff. Yeah, man. I really liked the first movie, too. And I was really impressed with it. So getting this as a TV series is a huge bucket of win. Yeah, I really love the um, Hades and Persephone stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucked up romance that is. But one thing that made me <laughs> fucked up is this Scarface remake. Yeah, that's right. They're remaking Scarface again. So uh, the director, you might actually, he might actually be good. Variety reports that Luca, I am going to butcher the shit out of this. Guadagnino? I can't see it. Um, right here. Oh. Guadag... Mm, I can't. Guadagnino. Ah, thank you. Ha-ha, <laughs> what she, she said. said. <laughs> ha there we go. But this is the guy that directed Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Steven. Um, will be taking the helm of the director spot upcoming for the Scarface remake uh, alongside the latest versions of the script written by Joel and Ethan Cohen and the famous directorial writing brothers. Uh, you know them from Fargo and No Country for Old Men. So they may be good with this script wise. That, like uh, that looks like the game, yeah. That looks like the game. If they they got to get rid of the health game, meter if they're going to do a movie. That's that's the game. Yeah, that, that's a game. I played that. I don't, I don't think they actually I spent a lot of time playing that. <laughs> I don't think they actually got any uh any photo on set stuff yet. I'm like, yeah, no, no, that's that's it's probably that's, it's probably still in, I don't think that's accurate. It's like, probably still in pre-production. A little. But <laughs> Scarface um, was originally a 19... What was it? A 1932 movie directed by Howard Hawks. And then, obviously, they had the remake in 1983, which really took apart a different vision from that 1932 movie. This remake is looking to shake up things the same way that that original remake did because one thing they're doing different... It's not going to be in Miami. It's going to be in Los Angeles. They have way bigger of an immigration problem now. Okay. Uh, Modern day Scarface. Yeah, he's not going to be hooked on cocaine. He's going to be hooked on... Phonics? (laughs) Please tell me he's going to be hooked 
on phonics. Scarface hooked on phonics. I think we got a title for the podcast. I don't know if that's going to be the title of the movie. <laughs> it's going to be like, I don't know, like Scarface hooked on uh, fentanyl. My little friend. My little friend. <laughs> he's actually not going to get shot in the end. He's going to have a whole pile of fentanyl in front of him, and he's just going to OD. I mean, they're going to come in and poke and be like, boss, he's... Scarface, a cautionary tale. Actually... Like always. Actually, boss, he killed himself. Oh. Finn. <laughs> I like my movie. If they don't have him buy his tiger oh. from... One of the Tiger King cast members. That's a real missed opportunity. Wouldn't that be awesome if they end up? If they no, what they do is they have him buy his tiger off of Nick Cage dressed as Joe Exotic. There you go. That's how you do that. That's <laughs> how you Everything do that. ties in. Everyone well, comes back to Nicholas Cage. In that TV series now, right? Isn't that confirmed that he's going to be playing yeah, Joe Exotic? Yeah, he's working on that. I think that's probably. I'm not going to say that's the reason why he's not going to be on that National Treasure show. Because, you know, if he's available, Disney's going to... How much you want, Nick? What do you need? All right, just write him the check. <laughs> How many castles are is it this time? <laughs> yeah. Come on, we got our stack. The only Iconic. man I know that has a castle addiction. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you're that rich. All right, my name's Nick. Uh, I'm addicted to buying castles. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Castles A C A <laughs> Castles Anonymous. People that buy castles. Could happen. Um moving on. Um we do move on with this one, which is a different kind of scumbag. This one is the Mafia Trilogy, man. 2K Games officially announced that the Mafia Trilogy is going to be remade in all of its glory. And uh, we see from the teaser trailer here uh, what we're going to be getting into with the remake graphics-wise. Uh, now, the Mafia Trilogy 1, 2, and 3 are on its way. And they did say that they were going to be releasing some big news as of now. Only thing that I could see as of uh, right before this podcast is that the... Probably Mafia 4. No. The uh, Mafia 2 and 3 Definitive Editions are available for purchase on the Australian PlayStation Store for 32 US dollars, 49.95 Australian currency, and collectively for 2 and 3 you're looking at about 65 bucks. So they don't have to purchase it in US dollars. No, they don't have to purchase that in US. I think the Australians yeah. will really like that not having to convert to US dollars. Shit. Escape go away. I don't have the escape button. But Mafia is coming our way, and they're saying that Mafia, the one, the remake, is probably looking about August 28th of this year, uh, because they have that in the PlayStation Store, Definitive Edition, mm -hmm. right next to the whole trilogy. So, you're probably going to be releasing on all consoles and PS, uh, play, uh, PC and Epic Store, Steam and Epic, this trilogy as a bundle. But it looks like right now, 2 and 3, you could get the definitive editions now. So we'll keep an eye out in the news if we have anything else Mafia-wise. But it was a great game series. I absolutely loved. And, uh, yeah. One thing that is really kind of going to be powering 
the next console gen as this next story. Epic reveals Unreal Engine 5 running on PlayStation 5. That looks pretty good. Now, this is the thing. The PlayStation 5 version of Unreal Engine 5 is not going to come out until like 2021, they're thinking. But the Unreal 5 engine will be available before that. So Epic's goal with this engine is to achieve photorealism. Do you think they got that? They're getting closer. Something that I wow, that that is hard to tell. That is really hard to tell, man. Yeah. They are getting there. Let's. This is designed to look like that. Let me see what they do in games. So they want to make the photorealism on par with movie CG and real life. So they created the Lumen in the Land. Uh, Nanite demo, which is this, and it shows off two technologies that'll be available to the developers and artists working with the Unreal Engine 5, which will allow them to add as much detail as they want into the game world. So you don't have to worry about the polygon count or the memory. It's all about, alright, how much detail do you want in that rock face? Okay. Go ahead. And you can put as much detail as you want in it. Here's, here's the thing with detail. Detail takes a lot of time. Take all the time you need. But that's what I like about that, man. If you are like Elder Scrolls and Bethesda, here, take all the time you want. All the time you want with all the detail. That is an engine. I can see them being, and, you know, the right kind of developers seeing this engine and saying, no, I can do a lot with this. An Mm -hmm. Unreal Engine has already been, you know, kind of widely used all around. Yeah. Always been great. So, especially with that demo, man. Holy cow. They're really getting there with graphics, man. Especially if that's going to be powering it. It's all on the engine. And Unreal is looking just that. Unreal, man. Looks, look, it looks awesome. 2021, man. Check out that. What else do we got cooking? So, we also have an open world shark game. Have you ever wanted to be uh, to be a man-eating shark? No. Well, this game may be your chance. Rated Peggy, Peggy 18. 18. <laughs> Man-eater <laughs> launches this Which violent trailer where you play uh, uh, as a bull shark on the quest to kill the fisherman that killed your mother. But it's okay. You took his arm. So you have to evolve and up your level to get the skills needed to seek vengeance for your mother. It's so it's reverse movie dick. Yeah, yeah, reverse complete three D. Yeah, like yeah, it's exactly like that, but open world killer shark game. And you see in different points here to where yeah, he looks like a bull shark. Uh, later on, it looks like to where he evolved into like there something different. That ain't a bull shark. He's got like electric shit, and that one had like like stony scales and shit. But that's the evil bastard you're trying to kill because he made your mom into shark fin <laughs> soup. Probably amongst that other looks, delicious things. Coming May twenty second of this year on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Switch version is currently in development. So, especially open world RPGs. Okay, you got my attention. You're a man eating shark. 
please tell me more. So keep an eye out, man. End of this month, you'll be checking out that one. One game to where I know Big Brother here is not a big fan of, but I have still been dabbling in. Fallout 76, man. They released a road map for 2021. And here we see, beginning this summertime, they're going to be adding in more legendary perks, uh, public teams, uh, Colossal Problem, a new legendary boss event. Community challenges, uh, you know, different kind of returns, a meet week event. Uh, they are also in the fall going to be doing a refresh for season two, bomb drop event. You have Steel Dawn uh, as well as Daily Ops, where they're going to start bringing back in the Brotherhood of Steel. And then Fractured Steel comes out in the winter. You're going to have different perk loadouts, camp shelters, expeditions, a refresh for season three, new Daily Ops. And holiday stuff to go on as well as that Brotherhood of Steel content they're adding in there. So you got the main mitten, uh, meat and bits with the Wastelander update. But with this, the 76 seasons, they do have an uh, additional perk kind of system to where it's like a different leveling system. Each level, each one of these little dots will give you some kind of reward. And it will also be, you'll be able to up, uh, keep going on it with daily prizes. So you'll be able to go through here. It says each level takes about like an hour or two. In the beginning, it takes about an hour to level up each. So they're trying to keep working on the progression, keep giving you reasons to come back. And I think especially, you know, with how this one flopped on its face and how well ESO is doing now, I think the company mm-hmm. knows what they need to do. We'll see. So we have to still, I'll wait to reserve judgment until I get a lot more time in the game, but I do see a lot of promise in this game to where if you, especially if you're a fan of the series, I recommend dropping back in on this one, especially now you have a roadmap to see all the different kinds of stuff that they're going to be adding in here to just try to keep your business. And then we have this story. A little bit of hope. I'm glad you were on, Katarina, because there are two new Doctor Who video games announced. <clears throat> Maze Theory. They made the VR game in collaboration with BB Studios, Doctor Who, The Edge of Time, which is a, one of the many reasons I need to get a VR system. Um, that game alone looked awesome. It released 2019. Now the studio is also working on another title. Um, they were secured funding on May 11th uh, from the UK Creative Content EIS Fund to expand its multi-tech gaming experience with games in its Doctor Who and Peaky Blinders series, as well as a new IP. The first new Doctor Who game will release on major consoles and PC early next year and will be followed by a horror mobile game in collaboration with Malaysia studio Kangen Games. So, Doctor Who game is apparently meant to be a trilogy experience. So you have the first one and then these other two games, probably still going to be VR, a nice trilogy Doctor Who experience in VR. There's like half Half Life Alex is getting really popular with it. They even have a lightsaber mod now mm-hmm. because there's always going to be a lightsaber mod. But especially with Doctor Who, man, I have a uh, I have a Doctor Who game. It's not bad. 
It's a little action-adventure game, puzzle-solving, fun. But a lot more games that you can be getting into with the Doctor Who universe, especially with the Expanded Universe, with the recent events that I'm sure you're not caught up on, so I can't talk about. But a lot of great stuff coming, so we do have some Doctor Who games in the works for PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So we'll have to see how that goes, uh, especially with the growth of VR. I would say that would probably kind of depend on whether you want to sink a whole two-game budget in on that or not. Maybe just make it a, a two-thing, a two-off. a two off. So <clears throat> last story kind of goes into an end segment here, and we have seen fans make the Iron Man armor before, but this is no ordinary armor. This fan is going to stop playing ACDC because of copyrights. Obviously, he has little motors here, but then he has his death ray. That's right. That motherfucker shot a laser out of that. I don't think you're going to get past airport security with that. Yeah, no. No, probably not. But collapsible mask. They can't see who he is. He can easily make them light on fire. And I hope he can take a bullet with that. It only looks like stainless steel, so I don't imagine he's going to get probably it. just for karma cons. Probably, probably. Tone it oh, down. No. Need your cigarette lit? Boom! Like, oh, your beard's on fire. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but I like it, man. It's nerd, nerdy ingen- ingenuity, man. You know, like I don't know if he'll get some props checks with that. Like, who's going to create that? A nerd. That's who. That's exactly who's going to make that. You think of any kind of logical business is going to let you uh, sink R&D, the valuable R&D money into that? But then that got me thinking. And what is the ultimate exosuit armor? Which kind of leads me to our end segment here today on the PJ site Triforce podcast versus ultimate exosuit. What is the ultimate exosuit? I was kind of pinning this up uh, me myself, I'm against uh, like an Iron Man suit versus like an Ant Man or Adam suit, mm-hmm. where you know you have Iron Man and his all of his armor is just fantastic, but really only helpful if you're fighting crime. Yeah, to where Ant Man, that is all around practicality for ways you may not even see yet. Same thing with Adam. I kind of side over with the DC side with the Adam suit because he can fly around. Not that I don't have very funny comical names to name my flying ant. I forget the names that I said in the chat when I thought of this versus, but they were all very comical. But I'm siding with Adam on the Adam Exo suit. But there's a bunch of different kind of ways you can go. And I know you mentioned the, the Fallout exosuit. Obviously, we got it right there, which is a great choice because I would imagine climate control. Probably, it's got filtration for radi- uh, for radiation. You know, it's got one of those. You know, and then obviously with it's the got a light, it's got a light with the uh, with the light survival aspect in the hard mode. There has to be some kind of filtration for water. I would imagine. As well as, I don't know, food, maybe an IV drip or a stem pack, something like that. That's kind of like a an all-around all useful suit. All-around survival, lift a lot of oh, I'm like in my Ant-Man suit, you know? Shrink down. Hey, where did I put that? Bing! 
it was behind the couch. You know, being able to find that shit. That's practical use right there. And Katarina, what are you thinking for an exosuit? Because I also thought about the suit from Anthem. Once again, it's very linear-based. What counts or what doesn't count? It's a suit. A suit that's outside of your body. And that's the only... Exosuit. Exoskeleton-style suit, like Iron Man, Ant-Man, Fallout... It's a skeleton, skeleton meant to enforce the body, you know, like the, uh, no, the power no. of like that. Future Batman. No, Future Bat- any, uh, like, Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, like Batman Beyond, even in the gaming, anything like that, any kind of exosuit. Okay. Because I'm thinking of... I, I would think even it was allow the Flash Five had made him a suit that did all of these different things. It was almost like an Inspector Gadget suit, and I thought that was super helpful for the things that it had in there. But I don't know if it would beat Adams. I think Adams is probably the best one that I can think of. Yeah, because he goes down one to a submolecular level, but he can fly around in there. Yeah, can fly. So we're like, and he can go ace. Yeah, Ant Man. So he can get really big. So he can go into the quantum realm. That didn't really look helpful for you to l- just no. lose five years of your life, like five minutes. Yeah. I feel Adam would be a little bit safer. Okay. And also, I was thinking the Spider-Man 2099 suit. Right. Because I web shooters are always wow. helpful. Yeah. You yeah. never know when you need a good web shooter. That's a rule to live by in life. Okay. As well as the Batman Beyond suit. Just because cloaking, you have onboard everything you need, like futuristic jet out of your arms. I'm going to Miami. Just fly off and go there. I, I mean, I see a lot of different exosuits there. But Inspector Gadget, man. You can get that as like an exosuit, Inspector Gadget style exosuit. The one from the later seasons of Flash where Vibe messed with his suit and it had all of these things that were built built in like med packs and um, like it would adjust for different environments. Oh and yeah, Flash's and, suit did that. And they yeah, had the one where he got Flash. real big when he was falling and stuff like that. Yeah. For yeah. help, like a station device when he was in the water, but then I was also thinking that's pretty like Iron Spider. He can't. Fly. He doesn't need to because he, it's good for phasing within different dimensions and things like that. But yeah, that's why I was thinking like Flash maybe, but I don't know if that was that works better than Adam. I think Adam would still take that, it. You would just have that Flash suit. You wouldn't have the super speed though. So you'd just be walking around dressed like the Flash with all those cool features. <laughs> like you'd be like a very prepared Boy Scout. Yeah, and isn't that what Batman is? Uh, yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. That that pretty much the definition. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. All right. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I just like when I'm thinking about it. Once for fighting crime, and then once for like everyday use. I really can't think of, and I'm, and I think maybe I'm putting a little bit too much pressure on my my head because, of course, everything's just like flitting out now. I. Your suggestion of Captain Adam to me does seem to be the best because it has the most practical use, um, regardless of whether you're fighting crime or not. But I did think that all of the amenities that was in that flash suit that vibe, um, yeah, souped up for him, yeah, went above and beyond just what 
he needed it for to run, <laughs> you know? Yeah. To where, like, I mean, that's almost, like, practicality-wise, I have to side with the Adams who, like, oh, plumbing problems? No problem. We'll be right back. Bing! And it's all self-contained. You can go in any pipe. Fucking, yeah. You can do a lot of stuff in there. You have a laser on your arm. Is there a leak? Weld it. Okay, you win. That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry to kill it like that, but I mean, power armor is really, that's a good one, especially in the apocalyptic times that we're looking at. Really, I only wanted to sell it to the military so it wouldn't (laughs) have to work. Yeah. Like, I'd sell it to the U.S. military, and then I'd like, here you go, good luck. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) What are you going to do with it? Nothing. They're going to take it and do them stuff. (laughs) They have it now. Government stuff. That's what they're going to do. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here on my couch. (laughs) Secret agency. Um, Yeah. The only other one I could think of is the Wasp. Ooh, wasp. Yeah. yeah, wasp would compete. That wasp would compete. I think that. her and Adams are pretty comparable because her suit was also kind of like 2.0 because you know Hank loves his daughter and he doesn't like Scott. So there's kind of that thing. <laughs> well, the suit that he created himself for himself was different than the one that he created for his wife. So the oh, one that he made for his wife, same which thing. is the one that his daughter ended up wearing. Yeah, goes same. Um, but same yeah, way with Tony. Awesome. Goes same way with Tony. Yeah. Yep, because Peppers was pretty badass. Peppers and t- and Spidey and uh, uh, Peters. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could talk about that all day. But uh, this comes to the end of our podcast, and uh, we end off the podcast the same way, which is thank yous. We want to send a th- special thank you out there for liking yesterday's Lugnuts podcast as well as last week's Triforce podcast. Moisel Robinson and Amanda Miller. Uh, Maddox Turbano for liking lug nuts as well as Tommy Hogan Matthew Kennedy and as always Kevin Farrell and our main man Bob we thank all of you for watching as well we love you and we miss you we want you to hop over here to pjnwh.com where you can find all of our promos our live podcast listed out right here for you in chronological order as well as contacting us to where you can let the team know your thoughts on verses see if you have something luggy or nutty to say as well as finding us on social media and uh besides that gang we just want you to keep on watching the channel. We have, obviously, Matthew Kennedy out there with the Not-So-Good Gamer and Teddy Schools with the Lace Skin Breakdown doing a lot of stuff with us over here at PJNWH. Uh, so go out and find the group, the So-So Gamer Group, which is uh, run by Matthew Kennedy, as well as uh, the Twitchy Wilson Show, which is coming on our platform as well. Old Iron Kelly going out on the game streaming when he can. And until next week... We love you. We miss you. This is always a long, drawn-out goodbye. Game on, boys and girls! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yoda has, like, a red Corvette, and he's like, fuck the Force. (laughs) Bruce Wayne was Batman. Spoilers. And that'll be my Spider-Man. I don't need anything else. Give me the Japanese Spider-Man as well on top of that. That's a fucking movie. No Spider-Pig. No deal. Disney Plus is like Oprah right now. You get a show, and you get a show, and you get a show. Oh, no. need your cigarette lit? Boom! Like, oh, your beard's on fire. Yeah. Oh, you are oh, a you major are Decepticon right now. Someone's in the water. Not you. I was talking about the frozen mark. Yeah.
The Frozen Mark. Might be the title of the podcast right there. Yes, The Frozen Mark. Or his nickname, Frozen Mark. Yeah, I'm going to be 41 in August. I think if I don't move. No, no. You can get like three words out if you don't move. Okay, um, I'm looking at this. Which Lord of the Rings character are you based on your zodiac sign? Yeah. Uh Taurus. I have no idea. Okay. It's it's not Frodo Baggins. Which Baggins? Bilbo. Frodo. Frodo Baggins. I'll take Frodo. He's the one that actually got the job done. What's uh, Gemini? Gemini. We're fools of a took. Fools of a tooks? Fools of a took. We're we're Pippin. Gemini's are. I don't know what you're saying, but is that <laughs> Scotty Pippin? <laughs> These are Lord of the Rings characters. Pippin, Peregrine Took. Oh, so it's never heard of not him. Scotty Sorry. Pippin. Did you watch Lord of the Rings? Oh yeah, God. yeah, like when it came out. Okay. Not since the one ago. who knocks the skeleton down the well and makes that loud noise that gets all the orcs coming. Uh, why don't I clarify? I saw it once <laughs> and it came out. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was, yeah, it. That, was, that was about it. But you're talking to a brick wall, but I'm sure the old man is very appreciative. And don't he worry. He knows. I am recording, on. and this will be in credits. And I'm sure like a million nerds. I'm sure a million nerds are like just giving me the finger right now in the end credits. But yeah. No, not a, ever. I wasn't a huge Lord of the Rings fan. That's okay. Nobody's perfect. I read The Hobbit. That was alright. Might so. be a better game. Chris, what's your sign? I am a Leo. Oh, you're airborne. He's a what? Yeah. Airborne? Airborne Strider. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Okay. Oh, Aragorn, I know. Aragorn, I know. I know that one. You see the guy with the bow? I know Scotty Pippen, too. Scotty Pippen was on the Chicago Bulls. First of all. Did he go to Middle Earth? Earth? (laughs) That's not the Pippen you're looking for. (laughs) Scotty Pippen was short, right? No. He was a basketball player. What short basketball player besides Allen Iverson has there ever been? And he's like seven feet tall. Nate Robinson. Space Jam, Space Jam guy. What I almost said. I don't Muggsy know. Bill Murray. Muggsy Bogues is from Space Jam. Bugs Malone. That's a gangster, isn't it? Oh, I was. I, I thought you meant Bill Murray. Muggsy Bogues was in Space Jam. <laughs> cool. Just saying. That's this cool. close. I was you this know close. Who, and you know who wasn't in Space Jam? Oh. Lin, Lyndon Ashby. <laughs> Lyndon Ashby is the actor from Mortal Kombat who played Johnny Cage. Long running it's joke a, on this podcast. It's a long running joke. <laughs> from like podcast number four we did. And we, every time uh, we talk about him, I then end up seeing a, him in a Lifetime movie that my wife is watching. And done. Wow, there were a lot of comments on there. Ooh. Where? I don't, I don't see On the nothing. Facebook. This Facebook Facebooks. There is a lot of comments on there. 
But I tell you what, right where you're hearing that mysterious voice, that's where you're going to click and find all of the Triforce podcast right here above Link Diablo's head. You're going to click to subscribe, and right oh, above my head, you're going to find the best podcast for you. As our main man Connor says, one punch. Bye. <laughs>